Let's get the short story of a meeting into session. Now, as you guys can see for the video listeners, of course, I have a slight promotion in the corner of my screen for the published um, short story collect for the short story collection I'm going to publish on the 1st of February at midnight. So I'll be going live then, as well as again on March 1st at midnight for every other platform, because um, February 1st I'm going live on Amazon, so then I can also run a promotion on it. And then uh, March 1st I'll be going live everywhere else. So that's what I'm planning on doing. So today I will be reading Veiled Blade. which is the second last short story in the short story collection. So let's just get into it. Veiled Blade. The howling winds of the dark, desolate landscapes whipped through the tattered cloak of Sir Dorian Blackhorn. Once a hero amongst his people, now condemned to wander as an exile. His name, once synonymous with Dorian's eyes, once, synony- once synonymous with honor and valor, was now whispered with disdain and fear, loathing. Dorian's eyes, steel gray, and weathered by the storm's betrayal, scanned the barren horizon as he rode through the unfamiliar land that offered neither solace nor respite. It had all unraveled when the malevolent te- tearing of the earth great chasm ripping apart the land like a bleeding wound. Demons, born of black blood, formed by dark magic, and unleashed by the nefarious machinations of the court mage, poured forth by a relentless tide, devouring all in their path. Sir Dorian had been charged with leading the king's army and defending the empire, but nothing in his storied past could have prepared him for the, this From the window of his once grand chamber, Dorian had watched in helpless horror as the Empire crumbled under the onslaught of the demonic horde. The court mage, a twisted man with a penchant for forbidden arts, was behind it all. His experiment of necromancy had crossed the boundaries of what was natural and holy, tearing the veil between worlds and unleashing an unholy menace upon the realm. No soul was safe from his demented breaths, not even that of newborn children, children that have not been scarred with the deaths of their mothers. Determined to rectify the chaos and save his people, Dorian stormed into the royal court with conviction burning in his veins. His armor clanked with each step, and the hilt of his sword echoed his determination. But the mage was already there, an insidious smile playing on his lips. There he is, my king, the mage proclaimed, wickedly pointing an accusing finger at Dorian, the one who unleashed hell. Guards, kill him! The king, bewildered and desperate for a scapegoat, looked upon the once heroic general with suspicion. In that moment, Dorian realized the gravity of the betrayal. His efforts to expose the true comfort culprit had been in vain and no amount of begging could help the ones around him perceive the truth. The king, swayed by the mage's manipulative words, 
had deemed Dorian the architect of the Empire's downfall. The royal guards, loyal to their sovereign, drew their weapons with reluctant yet determined resolve. Dorian, betrayed and cornered, fought his way out of the castle, his sword cutting down those he had once called comrades, blood stained in the polished marble floors as he made his escape. Leaving behind the shattered remnants of his former life of any chance of love, freedom, and truth. The journey through deserts and mountains had been grueling, each step a painful reminder of the once revered knight's fall from grace. The burden of the prince's blood on his hands he weighed heavily on Dorian's conscience, a perpetual reminder of the choices forced upon them. With each passing day, the memories of his home became, bittersweet, became a bittersweet ache, a fading echo of what once was. His childhood now burned up behind him with the true gaslit with the truth gaslit into darkness like the embers of a fireplace, being smothered to all that is left is a final exhale. Eventually, after weeks of relentless riding, Dorian found himself in a foreign land, an unforgiving expanse that held neither sympathy nor judgment. The faces of the people were unfamiliar, and the languages were spoken to foreign spoken were foreign to his ears. A stranger in a strange land, Dorian knew he must start anew, shedding the identity of the fallen hero and embracing the cold pragmatism, pragmatism of survival. In the shadow of towering mountains, Dorian sought refuge in a nondescript snowy village. The air was thick with the scent of unfamiliar spices and the chatter of a language he could barely comprehend. Despite the foreign surroundings, Dorian observed the familiar aspects of human nature. The hustle and bustle of marketplaces, the laughter of children playing, and the companionship of a community bound by shared struggles, perhaps struggles caused by frequent raids, disease, and loss. To survive, Desperation became Dorian's companion as he sought out any means to survive in this alien realm. His once shining armor was traded for nondescript clothing and the renowned Blackhorn Sword became a tool of anonymity, hidden beneath layers of cloth. Dorian offered his skills as a seasoned warrior to the highest bidder, taking on tasks that rage from escorting caravans through treacherous terrain to dealing with local bandit threats. But he never so as complained, no matter how gruesome and tiring he never no matter how gruesome and tiring, he never complained about what he had left. For it was still much better than being locked up, tortured, and spat on by those he'd once called family. In the face of adversity, Dorian discovered a latent pragmatism pragmatism within himself adapting to the harsh realities of his new existence. The once champion of justice and honor, now navigating the murky waters of morally ambiguous contracts, the lines between right and wrong blurred by the necessity of survival. The echoes of his past life still haunted him, but Dorian found solace in the anonymity of his new identity. A man without a past, surviving in the shadows making a living one job, one task, one mission at a time. 
As the seasons changed and the years passed, Dorian honed his skills as a master tactician and a formidable warrior. His reputation as a sellsword spread across the land, drawing the attention of those in need of a blade skilled enough to carve through adversity. In the dimly lit taverns where whispers of treachery and betrayal circulated like smoke from a hundred pipes, Dorian found his purpose. One fateful evening, as the sun dipped low below the horizon and the village was surrounded in shadows, a hooded figure approached, approached Dorian. The stranger's eyes glinted with an intensity that betrayed a hidden purpose. In a voice that resonated with secrets, the mysterious figure spoke, crisp and dry. Sir Dorian Blackhorn, once a hero, now a shadow in the tapestry of time. I have a proposition for you. Dorian's eyes, Dorian's glaze, locked, Dorian's gaze, locked with an enigmatic strain, locked with the enigmatic stranger. Curiosity and caution warring with it. The figure unveiled a parchment adorned with an intricate seal, a sigil that hinted at clandestine dealings and concealed power. I represent an organization that seeks to restore balance to the realms, the stranger explained. We are aware of your past, the injustices thrust upon you. Join us. And together we shall uncover the truth behind the malevolent forces that tore your world asunder. The words hung in the air, pregnant with the promise of redemption and vengeance. Over the years, Dorian thought that perhaps he would have turned down the possibility of going back if the offer ever arose, content with what he had made of him. But now with the option in front of him, he honestly didn't even know what he wants himself. Dorian, tor Dorian, torn between the memories of his former life and the pragmatism that he had once become a shield, and the pragmatism that had once become a shield, felt a spark of hope. The shadow of exile began to lift, replaced by the possibility of a new purpose. With a nod, Dorian accepted the stranger's proposition. The wheels of fate once sent to motion by betrayal and despair, now creaked with the weight of a hero's redemption. The path ahead was uncertain, but in the darkness, Dorian Blackhorn found a glimmer of light, a chance to reclaim his honor and face the demons that had once haunted him since that fateful day. Interesting, eh? You should buy the book. There's many stories like that and more in it. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is the short story that I've titled Veiled Blade. I'd also named it after one of my friends. Because when I was moving to Montreal, he asked me to sometime name him after one of my characters. Or at least like write him into a story. So I decided to uh, put an entire short story named after him, as well as dedicate the short story book to him. Uh, excuse me. Uh, so yeah, that's what I decided to do, and once the book is published, I plan on sending him a free copy of it. So, check out my novels on Amazon and Kobo, link in the description. 
Check out Cray Brian Club Premium on Patreon Spotify, link in the description. Check out Quil Quilled Scroll Sash in the description. Check out Crave Ride Club Discord server in the description. Check out my personal Instagram at dark underscore night underscore wolves. And finally, these two parts of heavy levels of research is finally. And finally, this short story and collection of short stories is to its end. Have a great rest of your day.